We have a name. We have a name. Yeah. Let's talk about the name. Okay. Go ahead. What's your idea? Okay. So we wanted to, I wanted it to be something unique, but kind of short, simple, and not something that was already used in Apple Podcasts, which is super hard to find. Very Um, hard to find. But I also wanted it to be, I wanted there to be like a story behind it that kind of explained uh, just that would make sense. So we yeah. can't, I came up with serving lemonade. Um, I think lemonade was the initial thought yep. uh, because it was in a season, which it's, it's all like full circle because it was in a season of lemons. When life gave us lemons, we found each other. So if we wouldn't have, if we would not have experienced lemons, we would not have met or I mean, you know, and then. Now, this together is the lemonade that we are making with those lemons that we were given. Yeah, I love it. So. I think it turned out awesome. And then we, uh, because I own a marketing company, uh, reached out to one of our designers and said, hey, can you design this real quick? And so Mm -hmm. he designed the logo like within a few hours before we put the podcast out. So that was Mm -hmm. cool. Yep. Uh, It took us a while. I mean, I guess we actually did that pretty fast, picking out what we wanted for the logo. Yeah. And then we had the idea to make it the neon letters yep so yeah yeah i love it it's awesome well hey merch fir- coming soon merch coming soon for real we do want to make some cool stuff yes. we're all about the the merch yes uh hey thank you all for watching the people on youtubes and uh listening hopefully we'll get the apple music thing set up by the time you hear this mm-hmm. I think it, it actually oh the, the podcast yeah it actually is on apple Podcasts. oh boom look at so. that Yep. So there you go. You can listen to your car if you want. But uh, really what kept us going to the next one was the encouragement from you guys because uh, there was a lot of viewers and a lot of uh, just positive feedback that mm-hmm. we didn't know. I mean, anytime you start something like this, I think I've done three or four of these and, you know, you'll get like five people to watch it and somebody to say something maybe. But this one was like a lot. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So thank you guys. But yep, thank you. We were uh, today we're in Snowmageddon. 2021. Mm-hmm. I was going to call this like the Snow Chronicles. Or Snow Chronicles. Frozen I like Chronicles. it. But what has happened, if you don't live in the Texas area, we have been hit with a crazy snowstorm. Like it is, and when I say crazy, I mean it's like been snow for days since, four days, three days? How many days are we going on? Three. Three days. And it doesn't really snow in Texas very often, like maybe once every couple of years. But it snowed and it is like insane we'll Mm -hmm. put a video up on youtube if you're watching there but it is like a crazy storm and so what it did was texas is not designed by any means for a storm like this no so our power has been going in and Mm -hmm. out we've been one of the lucky ones here at the the condo we're currently at Mm -hmm. uh the power has only gone out twice yesterday and once today but for most people it's been like a lot of yep. hours. Before. And I really, really hope that the power doesn't shut off as we're in the middle of this. That's but true. That, that is a likeliness. That is the, the fear here. So, so so we were sitting, we were downstairs when the power went out. We were trying to make lemonade out of lemons because we're like, okay, the power's out. Now that what? That kind of sounds sexual. Okay. Well. Just to clarify, he means we were trying to create content for this podcast. Well, we are newlyweds, so you never know what I mean, actually. Well, I'm just clarifying. Okay. For thanks this. for, thanks yep. for clarifying sorry mom and grandma my grandma listened to the last one it's awesome i love you grandma uh anyway so we were just uh we're like hey let's just put the couch in front of the sliding glass door because where this condo is it overlooks the lake and it's pretty cool and so we were like let's just put the couch in front of the door so we can watch people and we're sitting there we're like what in the world we started seeing these birds we're like why are there birds 
everywhere. I mean, these birds and are everywhere. Um, the what are they, robins? I think the robins, yeah. Yeah, so yesterday it was, you noticed it whenever you were, you looked out the window across the street out there and you said, there's so many birds in Miss Lou's tree. And I was like, of course, me being like the dark minded person I am. I was like, oh my gosh, isn't that a bad omen? She immediately went to that. And I think the only bad omen is all the poop on that car across the street (laughs) is ridiculous. So gross. Yeah. But I mean, that was, that's just, you know, I, it's weird though. So then this morning, um, the doorbell rings and it's one of, yeah, that never happens. Um, it was one of the neighbors because his truck had been stuck in the snow, Mm -hmm. I guess. It was in somebody's yard. Yeah. Yeah, so he needed Eric's help, and um, apparently he was trying to get out because he wanted to, he was going to take, he's a photographer, and he was taking pictures of, was he taking pictures of the dead birds? No, I think he was just wanting to take pictures of the lake, because the lake's frozen, which, I mean, that's, when's that ever going to happen again? Yeah, which I called that, and you said, there's no way that will happen. That's true. She did say, I think the lake might freeze. I was like, there's, the lake isn't going to freeze in Texas. And now it's frozen. It's frozen. I was totally wrong, and I admitted my fault. Well, it was like, it's like in the negatives here, which that's like uh, when you live at the highest mountain in Colorado, because yeah. I did live there for four months, and it would be, negative 12 was like a normal day, but yeah. here in Texas. That's crazy. I mean, it's, it's kind of scary slash sad for a lot of people. Yeah, it really is. Um, but yeah, so he said that the, the photographer told us there was a bunch of dead birds at the lake, so I still don't know if that's what he's going to photograph or not but we'll see we'll regardless look, we'll look it up and see if that's what he was doing, so um it makes me curious because you know birds are usually like they know when to migrate and mm-hmm. when to you know so it made me think what um were they i mean obviously they weren't expecting this or the birds that's true if it's because they like froze i don't know that's true maybe i mean they were eating i assume so maybe they're hungry i don't know can't find uh, yeah, who knows i'm gonna um, I'm gonna. I was supposed to research it before this, but yeah. Well, fun fact: Eric is uh, slightly colorblind, and she said, "What kind of birds are those?" I was like, "Well, they're red birds. Look at the red." She goes, and she or I just I didn't say look at the red. I said, "Well, they're red bo- birds." And she goes, "No, I'm talking about the ones with the orange on their stomach." And I was like, "Oh, that's what I was referring to—the red bird." Sorry. Yeah, he. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "That's not." A, well, I think of a cardinal when I think of a red bird. Not. <sighs> that's true. So I'm just gonna keep drinking my fruit punch here, and we'll call it good. Just kidding. This is orange. I know it is. It's a joke. <laughs> no, Went nothing. Right over my head. Nothing. But. Okay. Anyway, so what we were doing is we were sitting there. And we we're like, this is so unexpected. I think you said that. Somebody said something about it being unexpected, and then we talked about. We're like, this whole last season for both of us has been unbelievably well, and I think unexpected. Not even, I think everyone can relate to that, and I. Just from the pandemic, and I don't want to talk about that too much because um, I actually was on Reddit today, and I saw that uh, someone had actually posted in a subreddit group, can people, can anyone direct me to a podcast where they're not talking about COVID anymore? That's a good idea. So, yeah. maybe so we'll, we should. we'll briefly. I mean, that's just part of the unexpectedness yeah, has so been true. the pandemic. Um, and then, I mean, if you think about life in general, just before the pandemic happened, we both were going through, like, uh, I mean... The last three years of my life have been unexpected and much, uh, I don't want to say worse than what I expected, but more challenging than I was ready for. Yeah. So what's been, what's been some of those challenging things for you? Like what's, you can start with the most challenging and go down if you want or whatever. Um, well, I kind of, it has to kind of go in order. Yeah, go for it. So the, initially it was the separation and then the divorce, um, from my kid's dad. And then 
it was just the whole. Um, and y'all were married for how long? Hmm, four. Four years. years. Yep. Um. It was after that is when it things like we went to Lubbock to work out there. I think I might have mentioned this in the first podcast, but we wor- worked out there, both of us, to go work for a friend. And um, it just was really had a really sad ending. Um, the friend that we worked for actually took his own life. And so that was my first experience with anything like that, uh, it being close to a situation like that. So that was really... Um, I don't even know. I don't even know that I've fully like processed and healed from all of it, <clears throat> honestly. But it's um, super hard. I mean, we just talking yeah. to friends the other day that went through that, and that's just mm-hmm. it's just crazy. It's a hard thing. Um, and then my grandma passed away, and she was my like my favorite person. And I mean, you know, I talk about her all she the time. She does. She's all the background the image on my phone. Yep. She's she was the best. Um, but she did have a good long life, so you know. Um, and then I think six months after she passed away, my uncle committed suicide. So it was just kind of, it was just a lot, a lot of heaviness and, um, I don't even know, a lot of unexpected things that you can't really prepare for. So I guess by the time COVID happened, it was like, well, I've just learned how to live life with unexpected things happening. So it's almost like you can never be prepared for a tragedy, yeah. you know? Yeah, you really Never. can't. It's it's so hard to walk through. Uh, death is just, it's just, it's just not, it's never going to be normal for anybody. I mean, it's never going to be like a normal thing. It's just like, mm-hmm. this is just hard in general. Um, it all, it feels like it's, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just me, but like, it feels like the younger the person is, the harder, like, oh, it just yeah. doesn't make, it's just like, that doesn't make sense. That person was supposed to live for so much longer. It felt like, you know, mm-hmm. and. So the younger they are, it just doesn't make sense. And uh, so it's it's pretty crazy that we were going through. Autumn and I didn't really know each other uh, very well. I mean, we were just business acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Um, and But we were going through very similar things mm-hmm. um, almost at the same time, uh, a little, little mm-hmm. different timing, but almost at the same time. It was re- really crazy. Um, you know, one of uh, one of now, now your friends uh, that you've met recently, but uh, one of our friends – uh, lost their son mm-hmm. and um, to a drowning um, baby, a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really young. And that was just doesn't make any sense. There's there's nothing about it that could ever make sense. And it's just so hard and watch the family go through what they did. And They've been incredible, mm, though. Yeah. I mean, those are some of the strongest people I've ever seen in my life to, to just mm-hmm. be where they are now um, from is almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh to see them now is in, incredible. Well, like, and I, what I also really love, especially following her on social media, is that, I mean, she's very transparent about, you know, the, I mean, I would, like, they are strong because they've had to be, but she's also, I think she does a really good job about sharing her grief, too. Yeah, that's true. Yep. I mean, you say, I think that's kind of, it's almost a cliche thing to be like, well, you're so strong because you've been through, and it's like, well, I... I don't think I was just born strong. I think like this shaped me into like, I haven't had a choice, you know, but, um, I really like how she's been able to share that and share God through all of it too. Yeah. That's, what's been cool. I think about all this unexpected stuff is the way it shapes people, um, is, is always crazy. Cause Mm -hmm. when you look at, you know, um, I'll, I'll just go with me for a little bit. Like when I look at my life a year ago, um, 
I mean, I've been shaped in an unbelievable way from, from then to now. Uh, and it's been through things. I mean, like unexpected things for me in the past two years, like I went through a divorce. Um, I lost a lot of friends, uh, based on a lot of, a lot of lies, <laughs> based on a lot of things that weren't fully true. Um, I lost, uh, a lot of people at my, my business. I have, I lost a lot of clients, lost a lot of employees. Uh, with, when COVID hit, that was really hard. Uh, I own a marketing company and, uh, people don't want to market when their company is falling apart mm-hmm. because it's, it feels like I have to hold on to every dollar I have. So that hit us really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, uh, I mean, things like, things like today, like the snow thing, like it's just, it's just different. It's unexpected. Like mm-hmm. it's just, just a crazy season of all these unexpected things. And I mean, I just barely hit the surface of all those things. Um, but, but it's crazy to look at now, look forward and see what God has done in the past year. Because I mean, I remember sitting in a room and thinking like, I, I think my best years are behind me. Like I think, I, I don't know how I'll, I, I don't have my friends that I had before that I've had for years. Mm-hmm. I don't have family that I've had before. All my family lives elsewhere. So I didn't really have just like, let me go on over to dad's house or something mm-hmm. like they let me live states away. Although I did go to dad's house and <laughs> take the boys. But, um, but like it, it was just very different. Um, the unexpected things hit me so hard that I, I literally thought in a season, I'm not going to have a happy rest of my life and I'm only 34. Mm-hmm. But, well, and um, I think so. That thought, I think that um, talking about the suicide stuff yeah. before, I think that it's when people start to feel that hopelessness. That's kind of what leads them down that road, you know. And so, yeah. um, it's just it's so easy to fall into that trap of thinking, just not not being able to see your way out of something or seeing the silver lining, but. A lot of times it's... What's the... Like, what did you feel? Like, what's the bot... Like, the bottom? Like, not not like the circumstances around what happened, but like... I know me and I talk about this often. We talk about uh, one of us has feelings and one of us has very little feelings. And so... But like, what did you feel when you were all the way down at the bottom? Like, what was going on Um, in your head? So, honestly, it was... The worst of it for me was in May when I was fired from my job. And I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I had, I mean, I had told my mom several times I didn't want to live anymore. And, um, I mean, I've struggled with depression for, I was diagnosed when I was barely over 14. And so, um, it was, but if it wasn't for my kids, I don't know. I mean, if I, if I didn't have my kids though, I mean, life would be way different. It would be totally different, but, um, like they are what has kept me going, honestly. Yeah. That's, man, that's crazy. I think, I think, uh, I think that thought is in a lot of people's heads and, and a lot and often, Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, we, for some reason, it's kind of one of those hidden things that, I mean, people just aren't vulnerable, first of all. I mean, when, especially when you're going through that, the last thing you want to do is just be like, well, everyone, just letting y'all know, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like this. Like, nope, everybody's trying to just play it cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, just not. I have actually um, called the suicide hotline before mm. just to talk to someone um, just because I felt 
I wasn't, I didn't feel safe with myself. Like wow. I wasn't sure that I could really be, I don't know. I didn't know what I, what I would do. Wow. Yeah. That's, and so, you know, I, I hear things like that, like suicide hotline. And like, I've always thought no one calls that thing. Like what in the world? But it's one of those things that people get so desperate mm-hmm. for relationship and to, and to have someone to just say something to that they're willing to call a number and talk to somebody they don't, mm-hmm. don't know. And so I think the, the encouragement or the challenge there is uh, check on people. Like if you, if you have relationships that you're, that you think like, man, I wonder how that person's doing. Uh, you may want to check on them mm-hmm. because there's probably a reason why you're feeling like mm-hmm. that. Because if you feel that they're struggling, the struggle is probably 10 times worse than what you mm-hmm. could ever imagine. And I know that's what it was for me. I know for me, the one thing that kind of like made me upset all the time, but I also understood it fully was when people would say, man, I'm sorry. I haven't checked on you. I just didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, man, if you'd have said anything, like literally like anything at all would have been great. <laughs> like just because I thought you hated me. I thought my, I thought you were so disappointed in what, what, what I went through, like whatever the case may be. And, uh, yeah, I, I think just, if you have that feeling, just reach out because mm-hmm. you just never know. I mean, I, I knew you, uh, in May and would have never. It actually ne- was not. It was so that time was actually um in two thousand eighteen. Gotcha. January. Yep. yep. Which also January is statistically proven to be like one of the most depressing months of the year. So crazy. But um, it was also the day. It was like the day that we officially for sure we're separating and my kids were taken with, you know, their dad and I just felt very alone, which I know, you know, that feeling, but that, um, that alone thing mm -hmm. that that's no joke. Like I never, I mean, loneliness is isolation. I mean, I've learned through region just how dangerous isolation is and can be. Yeah. So that, that's another thing to check. If you know someone who's going through a hard time and they're alone, that's when you need to check mm-hmm. on them for sure. Like that loneliness, if you've never been there, sometimes people haven't been there. I hadn't been there until recently. Like I have always, I went from, I mean, I went from my mom to uh, straight to college, mm-hmm. surrounded by a ton of people uh, at college, straight into marriage, got married in college at 21, and then had friends her, her family, all these people, and then all of a sudden, I mean, like at a drop of a hat, literally nobody. Mm-hmm. And that was unbelievable. That was unbelievably hard. And I think it was the hardest part of the whole thing was I remember that first night going to sleep at a different, like my, we had an Airbnb, and I went and slept at that house by myself with no kids, no no wife, no nothing. And that was, that was one night I will never forget, like that, just the mm-hmm. unbelievable I felt cold and it wasn't even cold. Like I just, you know what I mean? Like I just, it just was not good. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we, um, why don't we lighten the tone a little bit? Yeah. Um, what do we want to talk about instead of this? Cause so here's what I think we need to do. Let's talk about, so that was the unexpected. That was like the bad of mm-hmm. the unexpected. So I think if we, let's flip it to like, what has come out of that though? Because what I thought was going to be my future, mm-hmm. like the best years are behind me is completely the opposite one year later like literally Mm -hmm. one year later completely the opposite so let's talk about like um i mean a couple things would be for for me would be obviously if y'all listen to the last podcast we got married four days ago Mm -hmm. four days ago 
I think it was four days ago. Something like that. I don't know. Tuesday, Friday. Yep. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, like, the relationship, and I know everything's like, oh, it's just new. I mean, I could, I could, I can feel you watching this video and being like, well, it's just so new that. Well, mm-hmm. uh, but the point is, oh, I'm watching time. Uh, we we discovered on our last one, if you watched it, it cut off at 30 minutes because the camera we currently have cuts off at 30 minutes. So it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, so like we are now remarried, whole new relationship, totally uh, unexpected. Like you're unbelievable. And it just, well. well, and like, I mean, seriously though, like what I told you the first day, like I just, I cannot believe that I got to marry you. Like that's just crazy well and it, it's crazy for me to hear that because uh I came out like a year ago I was in a in a place an environment where I was literally told at least once a week but probably more that I was um just not I I just wasn't quite cutting it I wasn't meeting I wasn't able to meet people's expectations mm. I mm, I mean there's things I sh- don't want to say out loud because it's kind of uh, I don't want to put an explicit thing on our podcast. Yeah. Um, but just, I, I was really struggling with my self-worth. Um, and I started to believe those things that were said to me. I mean, I started to actually believe they were right. They had to be right. Yeah. And I just w- wasn't aware that I sucked so much, but, uh, I mean, it, you know, I started going to therapy and, um, kind of realized like, from the be- the beginning, like when my dad was left the picture, um, not the picture, but he was gone when my parents divorced. Um, just ever since then, I always felt had this void and this feeling of just that I was not worthy. Mm-hmm. And so it took me um, really getting meeting you and then turning all of this over to God and surrendering this relationship and just everything about myself I had to surrender for in order to understand that I am a daughter of the king and that um that I am worthy of love and there's nothing I could do or not do to make me any less worthy yeah absolutely and I love that I love that it's the same for me um just in a little bit different uh, standpoint of like I came from a past of thinking that like honestly thinking that I was one of the good guys in the room at all times and not realizing that I was very pharisaical. I think that's the word. I got to look that up to make sure because I say it all the time. But anyway, uh, like Pharisee basically. And so like having, having you in this new relationship has, has caused me to be able to like look at life completely different. Um, I mean, literally just, just from you existing, like I can, and how you deal with things, how you deal with, uh, communication and stuff like that. It just helps me. Cause I'm not, I think just from my past from very young, like growing up, I'm used to, if someone's upset, it's, it's because of me. And so I automatically like, Oh no, that person's upset at me. So now what am I going to do to make them not upset at me? And I just go through this whole thing and, uh, and really to realize that it's not, it's not always about me. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard you say that to me a few times, like not in a bad way, but like literally like, no, it's, it's, it's me, mm-hmm. just something I'm just going through, just dealing with. And and to be able to, like, switch that in my mind. Um, Pastor Craig uh, is doing a, a series called Something About Your Mind. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it's called. Um, 
Changing Your Mind. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, the what Battle are, Within Your Mind. Battle Within Your Mind. Yeah, he came with a book and I ordered it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. So uh, basically, like, in the um, Sunday at the church, he was talking about, like, the battle in your mind and just how we develop these thoughts. And they literally gets wired in our brains, and it makes us think things that we that may not be true, uh, but we actually, like, go through and we're, and we're having a whole new thought process. And that's what I've done my whole, my whole life is, like, I've, I've wired myself to think the certain way. And especially when people are upset about something and, uh, I've come to learn this is called people pleasing. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, for me, like this recovery that I'm going through again, we've talked about a couple of times, but going through this thing called regen, it's been so good for me to not only go through recovery through the the course of recovery, Mm -hmm. but actually like live it out day to day and be able to have you there. Um, not, not babying me by any means. Uh, that's not your, not your jam, but like. No, <laughs> but literally like, hey, this isn't about you. Like this is this is something I'm going through. And like that alone, it shows that you have a good track record of continuing to like not if, if, some, if you're not really bothered by anything I do, which is which is awesome. Or at least at least I don't know if you are. <laughs> so, no, I mean, like, I'm you, not. yeah, you're really like in your own corner, like you're not concerned about me doing something or not doing something. And uh I don't know. Anyway, it's just been like that relationship, though, is completely unexpected and completely like at the right time when I needed it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really cool. What's been uh, what's been like the the some positive unexpected things for you? Um, well, first, let me speak on like what you just said. Okay. I think that for a long I mean, it, it's clear to me that for a very long time you had um, been in an environment yourself where I think maybe. Um, self-awareness just wasn't really, uh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's not it, but something about just maybe like a false sense of self-awareness, which we kind of talked about last time with like the identity crisis you kind of have, like just identifying within different roles versus like just who you are. Mm -hmm. And so I think I was able to recognize that about you pretty early on and, um, just try like I've just tried to kind of help you come back down to earth in those moments where you felt like like I mean it it, it took a while for you to kind of you know there were even like saying hey I'm I want to go play volleyball with my friends and like being scared that I'm gonna it's like in your head you thought I was just gonna have a fit about it and just be like no you know and so you were scared to even bring it up and I'm I'm just not wired that way. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty okay with being alone, honestly. I mean, I think that I'm very introverted. You are extremely extroverted. And so earlier when you were talking about when you went to college and you were just surrounded by people all the time, I mean, um, I go through phases of like being extroverted, but I mean, deep down I'm an introvert. And so like I would be the kind of person that I could go to a, an environment like that, but I would still find a way to isolate because yep. that's just kind of what I do. But I think you're coming out of your shell of that. I think yeah. that I could mean, be one I've, of the I haven't always been, I haven't always been, um, a loner, yeah. but I kind of, ha- I mean, I, like I said, it's been seasonal for sure. Yep. Um, but so, yeah, I think that, I mean, and you helped me in many ways of, um, consistency and 
being held accountable and wanting to be fully honest about everything, um, especially after just seeing, just me being there as you went through a lot of um, rejection from people that were once your best friends, uh, actually witnessing that firsthand, just seeing how you were treated by people who loved the Lord. Um, I'm not judging them. I'm just, you know, I get it because we all suck in our way. Um, And then, like, obviously the big blow when you found out about what was happening in your marriage and just the betrayal and just that... um, I mean, I I think I'm a little traumatized, honestly, from that from that night. There's some days I think you're more traumatized than I am, yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I just, just because I of how you are, and you're just so gentle and, like, sweet and caring, and um, just the, your reaction when you first, you know, it just, it, I just, it was scary. I mean, and I'm not, not shaming you for it, you know, how I feel about yeah. it. But yeah. um, I just knew in that moment, like, that if I had anything to do with it, I would make sure that you never had to feel like that again. And just seeing someone you care about, even, even though like I remember that night, we kind of had a conversation before that phone call about marriage and I was still very hesitant. Do you remember that? Yep, I do. And just talking about, um, how I just, I wasn't, I didn't know if I was ready or I didn't really, you know, I just had all these reservations and then, I prayed, you went to volleyball to play volleyball that night. And when you left, I just kept praying that God would do something radical. So that way I would know like if it, if we were supposed to get married or not. And then that happened and I had no doubt after that. And, um, uh, that also, that's when I realized like you really never have had someone in your corner. And, um, I wanted like, I, for the rest of my life, will be that person for you. And um, don't ever mess with him because you don't want to catch the wrath of me. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. But it's true. Like, that whole, you know, I mean, having someone in my corner in that way that, like, is able to literally see my my faults. And and just to be clear, like, I haven't been that person for people really at all. I mean, I, I've been a terrible person, let's just say, because of that whole pharisaical thing of like, I got things figured out. So my, I would just, I would just walk around and be like, well, why doesn't this person act like this? Cause if they would act like this, then they would, everything would be fine. You know? So I definitely didn't have people's backs and I definitely didn't like, was not the best person, but I think like, it was that mindset of it's, it's our acts that get us. Absolutely. I think it was kind of like you bought into that versus, I mean, cause now you're with me and I say, how many cuss words again have you said? Per day, how many do you Ever say? Ever have you oh, said? Oh, me? Uh, not many. Maybe Less, five. Yeah. And five, I five maybe to ten, maybe. average that on a daily basis. And yep. that's a big that's a big change for you. That's a very you big change, yeah. Because you used to kind of... Um, it was just complete judgment. It was just complete yeah. like... Anyone if, that said bad words was a bad person. Yeah. And, and it's because of, you know... Um, a lot of the stuff we're working through, like, uh, this podcast is real fun because you have, there's things I want to say, but then I'm like, ah, I better not say that. Better hold, rein That's that in a little bit. Just say it. Well, no, I mean, it's just like growing up, uh, I would just associate, like I did not drink until I was 21 and then I had a margarita when I, on my 21st birthday. And then I would have like a glass of wine here and there. And that was it. Anything associated with beer. I, I thought bad. I was like mm-hmm. beer equals bad because, 
I had a stepdad who I would see drink and, and he did not treat me well growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I would associate that, well, because people drink, they are bad people. And so that's just my brain back to the wired thing. Like my brain just got wired that way. And so same thing, people that cuss equals bad people. Like that's where that's, it's embarrassing to say now, honestly. Um, but, yeah, but I think that's a pretty regulated mindset within the church. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's like, what's crazy is like, when you when you read through the Bible, and I'm I'm definitely not, uh, I'm definitely not gonna like be the one that's like, well, don't do this, but you can do this. Like I'm not that guy, but like what I am saying is like, when you read through the Bible and you see, uh, the verse talks about like faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And yeah, I have that tattooed on me. You do, and the uh the the verse, uh, I mean, it's the greatest commandment, like love, love God first, love God first, love and your love your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. So like all that stuff, like unfortunately I myself, I did the same thing. Like I, I'm, I'm admit, I'm admittedly saying that I absolutely was this person and I still struggle. Like I, it's still like, you know, I'm still recovering from this, but like I would in one breath be like, well, that person's bad. They cuss. I don't really want to have much to do with them. But in the next breath be like, Oh, everyone love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor. Like da 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 da. It's like and judge or you judge not or you will be judged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all those things are just, it's just like, huh? Well, okay. You know what's funny about that verse that what? uh you're gonna be judged based on the amount of judgment you judged. Uh remember how I said I don't have very many friends now? Be- mm-hmm. And it's really for <laughs> things that aren't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Uh well, I feel like I'm being judged <laughs> for all the years that I judge people. Like so many yeah. people that I that I just judge them based on one thing. And so like the unexpected good in all of this has been uh I'm being broken of that to where I have relationships now um, with people that I would have never had relationships with before because of my judgment of good and bad Mm -hmm. and like the way I weighed things like, oh, that person cusses. I don't really want to be their friend. Oh, that person, you know, talks about this or goes drinking or whatever. Like I can't I can't be around them because they're going to make me feel like I'm not a good Christian, I guess. And now the unexpected out of that is those people that I had that same judgment against, some of those people are now my best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. And and to think, like, I'm tearing up over here. Golly, to think, like, when I was at that place of, like, I don't have any friends. I'm at the bottom here. Like, I'm at zero. Those were the ones that were actually Those were the ones that came and up. got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, those were the ones that are, like, I mean, they literally, they literally threw a party for me. Mm-hmm. Uh or for us, like the, when, after I found out everything that happened with my marriage and stuff, like, like I was just so distraught and they're mm-hmm. like, let's come on, you're coming to our house. And they, I mean, we had a party and everybody, they like prayed for me. And I mean, that's crazy. Like that, that is to me, those, that's the, that's the thing I never would expect it. And you know, what's crazy is, um, the, the, the church people like that, those are the one, like where are they at? You know what I mean? Like that's the part that I struggle with, but at the same time, I'm not They're judging the ones them. That listen to this podcast, but will not click the like button. That's true. On the post, that is true. But we know you're listening. Sorry, but, but that's the part. That's the one that like, I'm. It's like in one breath, I'm like, man, that that really hurts. That that's the way I, the the way it's gone down, and that's the way I've been treated. But at the same time, it's like I, because of where I was, because of the I would have done the same exact thing mm-hmm. if it was somebody else in in these shoes and. And I know I would do that because I did it for a long time. 
there people would get divorces and I wouldn't know very, I mean, this much of the story. Anytime somebody gets a divorce, by the way, you probably know this much mm-hmm. of what's going on. I and mean, there's, and also I want to say like, there's two sides. No, there's three. There's, there's yep. his side, her side, and then the, the truth. truth. Yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. And, and in anything like that. And so like, but because of that, I did that as a as a pastor on a staff at a church. Mm-hmm. I would hear people's stories. Oh, they got a divorce, and I just would shake my head at them and be like, "What is y'all's problem? Yeah. Why would y'all ever do that? Why aren't you being stronger, male? You're supposed to be the man of the house, and you're supposed don't to be the leader." Me, please don't get me started. I'm not going to get yet. you started. We don't can say that. For no, we're, we're not going. We're not going down that road. But like, my point is like, uh, because I was so focused on people like obeying the rules, I I missed out on relationships with people uh, that were actually just like me. Like, just because I was the Pharisee side, like, those are the people that killed Jesus. I keep saying Pharisee, but if you don't know what that is, like, the, that's the Christian leaders that actually ended up killing Jesus and sending him to the cross because of all their their mm-hmm. their thoughts on things. And so... So when you when when I appeared to feel like I was right or righteous, um, I was actually the most wrong. Like, mm-hmm. like I actually was the most wrong above cussing, people drinking, whatever the things may be. And I con- here's what it came down to: I constantly compared my actions to other people's actions versus comparing uh, God's standard, which He calls us to be righteous mm-hmm. he he expects he, he has this like it's, it's this crazy thing about the christian faith it's like this ex- expectation for perfection but at the same time he knows we can't be perfect mm-hmm. and so that's that's our like strive to be like jesus and so um so yeah i was i was that and and now those friends that i have because i'm able to look at things different and because they just came and loved me like judgment free like mm-hmm. they they asked me questions. Did you do this? Did you do that? And whatever answer I gave them, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It was just like, well, okay, let's let's move on. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yep, I'm gonna love you anyway. Let's go. So I think that the overall theme and like the message of what you went through would be the verse: "Exalt yourself, and you will be humbled. Humble yourself, and you will be exalted." Yeah, for sure. So I think you know God's really um, poured out His favor on you ever since you went through all of that. So it's a blessing that you had experienced all of those things and all those, um, kind of the rejection from your friends and, um, just the betrayal within your marriage and best friend and just, uh, everything really that it all, I mean, it's all a blessing, even though it sucked, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Now, now the challenge is to, remain humble like mm-hmm. that's the that's the hardest part i think anytime someone goes through a hard time and then they get back into mm-hmm. like oh i'm doing good now it's that remembering what you went through mm-hmm. and remembering what god pulled you out of because at the end of the day i cannot give this to anyone but like god like it was solely him for me to look where i was a year ago and look where i'm at now like mm-hmm. it's holy god you know and and i've seen i've seen the same thing in you like i've seen the exact same thing in where you came from at least the stories you would tell me and then watching you develop or, or maybe rediscover like your relationship with God mm-hmm. has been really cool to just kind of be in the, in the fans in the stands mm-hmm. being a fan uh mm-hmm. and uh so that's been that's been cool to see yeah I would say that my my biggest challenge is forgiveness right now oh I'm right there with you I mean we're by the way this is the authentic podcast I mean what we, we, we were 
looking at naming it something like that because like we want this to be real and authentic and like if people can't be authentic then it's just it's just the same old stuff and so Mm -hmm. I think our I think we're desperate for authenticity and so yeah like that's where we're both at like we're both just struggling with forgiveness stuff and it's Mm -hmm. just it's hard and uh and it's unfortunately with like a lot of people so it feels it feels even it feels more daunting a lot of work yeah it is a lot of work it is a lot of work but but it's worth it I I know it's worth it at the end and uh to be able to see it's what we're called to do so even if we don't want to do it that's what we're called to do so it's all a matter of obedience true that I almost said wode, but I don't know if that's exactly how you say it. True that wode? I don't know. That's a phrase from back before you were born, okay. ma'am. Okay. But you do look dope in your, what do you call this thing? Well, actually, the funny thing is, um, one time a coworker told me that this looked like, so he's from New York, so I thought yeah. he said, a, uh, I thought he said a bathrobe, but he actually said a bath rug. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the bath rug you have for that powder room down uh-huh. there, literally like, it, it is yep. this jacket, so. That is awesome. But it's called a Sherpa. So that is one dope Sherpa bath, bath rug. rug. Yes. That is awesome. It's a, it's, it looks like a giant blanket. You look, you look cozy. Yeah, I love it. I'm wearing uh, the same sweatpants I wore in the last video, I'm pretty sure. So, mm-hmm. in a hoodie. And I did my hair. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Thanks. I went and got my hair did uh, for Friday. Like Friday, and then Snowmageddon happened, so it's mm-hmm. like, why'd I go get my hair done? But anyway. All right. Well, it's been fun. Uh, I think uh, to wrap it all up, the the unexpected. If you're if you're going through the bad season of unexpected right now, just put your faith in God and mm-hmm. and get ready for the good because it will come. It um, will. And just I think I mean, an outlet for me has always been writing. So I would, you know, I wrote like in my notes and my phone like all the time. So just find your outlet and I mean a healthy one, not you know the unhealthy ones. We want to stay away from that, but, um, and just allow yourself to actually embrace what you're going through. I mean, allow yourself to feel the feelings. And even if that means not having feelings at all, just embrace it and yeah. know that a new season is coming and that, I mean, it'll, it's all going to, it'll get better. It's all just a matter of what, I mean, sometimes we're not even willing to go through what what we're asked to go through it's it's just you gotta be tough yeah I think. yeah for sure learning to be tough mm-hmm. that's awesome well this has been serving lemonade podcast thanks for listening yep Catch y'all later